And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on, man? Oh, yeah, I've been running back and forth to the gas station because I'm going to launch some stuff today. And I, it's a, I just never realized that a rocket ship took this much fuel. Uh, I don't know if they sell that kind of fuel at the gas station either, buddy. I Unleaded. <laughs> it's regular. I, I have a feeling it's some special fuel. We need to talk about Should that I, today. I Okay. Well, I'm trying to launch a software product and we said we wanted to take a rocket ship to the moon. So, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Do I, I you know, the thing is I got this little one gallon can and that, I think that's, what's really <laughs> slowing me down. So I'm burning about a quarter of a gallon of fuel, getting my one gallon can back and forth to the rocket ship. But anyway, I heard you might be able to give me some advice on how to launch a software product and wait, I've actually done that before myself. So I might know a couple of things too. And, you know, speaking of knowing a couple of things, Matt, did you know that today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Chatdesk? If your business receives a high volume of phone calls, you can deflect over 10% of your calls to Facebook Messenger and save up to 80% on your support costs by using Chatdesk. They have a special offer for Startup Hustle listeners. It's free for a limited time. Learn more at chatdesk.com. Go to chatdesk.com forward shift slash to see one of their new products there's links in the show notes for that matt so by the way you need to remember it you just go down and click it by the way i hate talking to people on the phone so i'm a huge fan i know i know you know what i like about chat desk is it's like it's like a gig economy so you hire people that are like real support people they're not just it's not a bot it's not anything and they're looking for you know they kind of clock in and do some different stuff i saw their whole platform you get to like approve everyone and it's honestly probably a good thing if you go to launch a software product like we're talking about that you have some semblance of support because that's we've talked about that in some of the past episodes and here we are in episode 35 of 52 and uh it's you know this is a this these are funner it, more fun is that how we say that to uh, to talk about than <laughs> some the more of the funnest. prior episodes. Well, we like to launch stuff, uh, rockets, businesses, um, a whole lot of stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into it. Well, I think I think the first challenge here is the type of software you have, right? You know, if you're launching a a software product that is like a little mobile application, it is very different than if it's an enterprise product that you're selling B two B versus something that's just selling to consumers, right? Like uh, depending on the type of product, how you launch it, it's going to be very different. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about that in some of the prior episodes in this series. And if you're following along in sequence, then you probably got some at least 
okay advice from us about some of that and you know figuring out who you're marketing to you should have already looked at who your target user was created some personas around that and hopefully done a little bit of testing throughout the mvp process to try to figure out who you're aiming the rocket at now as you mentioned there is a wildly different type of launch that would occur like you mentioned like a mobile app um or as opposed to like enterprise software so and i think some some companies really try to make a big splash when they make the launch and then some of them that's not a crucial ingredient some of it you can kind of you kind you kind of tiptoe in and we'll talk a little bit but you know let's just talk about that now matt that's called a soft launch well, and, and doing a MVP, right? Like, hey, we yep. built the MVP version. And to be honest, when I'm creating a new product, I'm just thankful if somebody will talk to me about it. Right. And even more thankful if they will just please try it. Try it and let yep. me know what you think. You know, yep. you can't you can't the day of launch be be thinking like it's the field of dreams and like if you build it, they will come. Like it it doesn't work that way, right? You you can you can spend years building your your little mobile app and you launch it to the app store and you know what's going to happen? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> yep. You know, nobody knows it exists, right? And getting people to know it exists and getting people to use it is a whole different set of, of challenges. You know, and, and what you're mentioning isn't on our set list, but it's definitely worth stopping to talk about. And I think that it's a, it's fair to say that you should set reasonable expectations for your product launch. I think that um, we want three people I, to use it this week. I mean, if <laughs> if that and you know what, that might be a reasonable expectation yeah. for some things. It depends on what it is now. So you look at other things like, you know, we've participated in mixtape the games app launch. And like mm -hmm. so that was like a, so that was a different kind of launch because with that, there could be a viral component because mixtape and go to uh, mixtapethegame.com and you can see what we're talking about. Uh, it's a really fun game, but you need other people to play it with. So in some cases, you're, what you're trying to do in, in that regard, you're going to get support from other people and it can kind of spread out and go viral of sorts. Now, with Matt, you've been, uh, you know, for the last decade involved in enterprise software and that doesn't have to necessarily make a big splash. You don't have no. to have a whole bunch of people in there. Like with mixtape, what I'm talking about is like, we have a community feature in there. The problem is if there's no one in there, then there's no one playing and it's just empty and it's you, there's nothing to keep populated. And that's a, that's a different thing. It was like, if, uh, well, you, you play chess or something yeah. like that. If there's no one on the other side of it, then it's not, it's yeah. like, the, the best example is creating a dating website, right? If it's got nothing yeah. but ladies or guys in it, like it's not going to work very well. Well, unless it's an app that is only for one of the specialized other specialized just on dudes or chicks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, then that could be really good, you know? The, the, so, the, but I the mean, thing is anything that's like a, a marketplace or takes like two sides, you've yep. got to have both. Right. And, and that's a whole different set of challenges for launching a product like that. Well, we should talk about that for a second too, because you know how I feel about that. And I've learned, I, I, have developed quite a bit of expertise on this over the last 15 years. So if your app or product kind of like I was mentioning with mixtape, if uh, so Matt mentioned the term marketplace and uh, marketplace is anything that relies on buyers and sellers. Let's just yeah. talk about eBay. So if you go to eBay, you know, eBay at some point launched and there was nobody selling anything in there, which meant if they drove buyers in, they would walk in and then walk right back out. And it's the same, and it, it's the same feeling when it comes to, if there's no buyers 
then sellers don't really care about going in there. And I yeah, why would I list there, my time to put something for sale on eBay if nobody is going to look at it? Right. So if you're planning to launch on a software product and it's and it's and it has some marketplace component, like it relies on on that on two different personas. So we talked about personas before. So buyer or seller, your launch is going to flop if you drive a bunch of uh, buyers in and there's no yeah. seller. So when you look, it's more important at launch to have the sellers pre-positioned so, in there and they're ready. They're waiting for the doors on the store to swing open at 10 a.m. It's like, a, you know, you want to build up the hype in a way that it's kind of like the videos on Black, what is it, Black Friday or what? Yeah, Black Friday when people like get trampled at Walmart trying to get yeah. the best deal on a TV. So we've got another really great example of this. One of our former guests from Bungie, right? Yes. So Bungie is a mobile app that you use and i used it just recently i bought some furniture at the furniture store and they wanted 200 to deliver the shit i'm like nope i can use bungee and it's like 40 but bungee has to have drivers so you know you push the button in your phone and a, and a guy with a truck shows up and moves something for you right but you got to have guys with trucks <laughs> and you've got to have people pushing the button it's a marketplace right you have both sides and those types of software products, just think about like Uber, right? You got to have drivers and you got to have people that want to drive. Yeah. Those are difficult. And the only way to usually do that is kind of regional, right? You got to have a push kind of city by city. And that's what Bungie did. You know, they, they have went city by city trying to build up those relationships and, and getting those cities launched. And then eventually they get going enough that the marketplace and kind of capitalism takes hold, right? And the, the market kind of manages itself. But I sure do like capitalism. By the way, B-U-N-G-I-I, Bungie. Uh, it's it's super helpful, man. Like you, sometimes you just need the friend with the truck, and that's like actually I, it. One of their slogans. Ben yeah. Jackson was one of. He is at this point almost like OG status for Startup Hustle because I think he was a single digit episode. Oh number. yeah, very. It was maybe in the fr in the first ten. We should go back yeah. and send all of those people like a golden shoe or something. Just but one, the, not both. You, you know, back to what we we're talking about. You know, a lot of this just depends on the type of product that you have, right? And there's definitely yep. a a section of products that like that. Just like if you know you're trying to sell cars online, you know you've got to have buyers and you have sellers. Or if it's eBay or Bungie, you know these types of things where you've got to have people on both sides it makes it harder to launch those kinds of products. Now, also with a soft launch, that's kind of like a you know a, the kind of like your rehearsal dinner at your wedding. You know, it's like, that's where you want to walk down the line. You want to be like, Hey, if this happens, this happens, this happens. You want to make sure that like your shit's going to work. I mean, well, cause that's one way yes. to ruin a launch is just to make sure it can scale right? with everything else. Yeah. And then, you know, the world of, of technology is a lot more adept for this, but you know, 15, 10, 15 years ago, the real question was, is like, would you overload your server? Yeah, but that's part of that, you know, that, you know, I mean, odds of that are pretty low like these that. days. Yeah, unless, unless you're, you know, Instagram or somebody who goes from nothing to like billion users in six months, then yeah, you might have some problems. But for most of us who have a little app, and we build it, and we think everybody's going to come, but nobody does. It's not really a problem, usually. So some of this stuff, too, and I'm going to help you all avoid some heartache is, you know, with a lot of the pressure that's come with different types of advertising or the content that it's promoting and all of it, 
you need to be prepared for the fact that it might take a while for your ads to even be approved and go live on things yeah. like Facebook, LinkedIn or whatever. So create your campaigns early, create up all of them and set a future set a future launch date on them. So they're approved. You know, I've, I've experienced a little of that when we did some of our startup hustle TV videos, you go to startup, go to YouTube and type in startup hustle and you can see what I'm talking about. But you know, some of those, uh, I had a, a couple, uh, so YouTube will throttle you and meaning like if they will, the AI, if, if there's certain keys and triggers. So one of the things on one of the first episodes is one of our cast members is from the KC hemp company. And I had the word hemp in a tag, like a hidden tag that I couldn't see. And YouTube throttled all of our ads because they said we were purveyors of selling weed, which we weren't. <laughs> so, you know, but some of that, but it really slow, it was really frustrating because you're sitting there and they're telling you, you can't place ads and a whole bunch of stuff. So that's what a soft launch is for. A soft yep. launch is also for things like making sure your support works. And that's, you know, that's why we'll give chat desk a shout out or whatever it is that you're using. And, you know, that stuff matters and, and, you know, all of it all of it make sure your stuff works because there's nothing more frustrating or humiliating than not having the key to the front door at the moment that you're supposed to open for your grand opening and it <laughs> happens it what happens you, man yeah what do you think about these sites or products that launch and they do an exclusive launch like oh, we're only like, going to allow a few people to do it and they can only invite one friend and sorry uh, you don't know anybody okay, that so, can invite you. So that that can be brilliant. And it can also be like, what the fuck? So it's like a pinup demand almost. Yeah. So, well, one of the things that and it was kind of funny, because I know you like your TikTok videos, but I made one. So about your probably the more notable version of that was Clubhouse. Yeah. And it came out like a year ago and you had to have an invite to get yep. in and it got some hype and everyone's like, so I actually made a, a TikTok video. I was like, man, can I just get a clubhouse invite? I swear I'll pay you back next week. I just need one. Just need one. People are like begging like crackheads for a clubhouse invite. And, and then everybody you know, gets there and they're like, this is stupid. Well, they got there. Yeah. Some of it. And then they didn't have an Android version. Mm. I invited you when they didn't have an Android version and then they wouldn't let me use my invite on someone else. It's kind of funny cause that I thought that that was brilliant and it created a lot of hype. Yeah. And then they kind of overshot that cause it got to the point where they weren't letting people in fast enough. And some people get resentful of that. I think that exclusivity is an amazing thing when it comes to hype sales and marketing, but you have to have something that people care about exclusivity on. Like, you know, I like sneakers, you like sneakers. It's gotta be something limited. So uh, both of us have worked in the live ticketing industry. So that's like a pre-sale, you know, and there's a limited amount of inventory in there. And that's why you go and do it early. And I, I'm all for stuff like that, especially if it makes people buy um, and, and get work some of the bugs out. But at the same time, sometimes that stuff can create even more pressure on your system you know like if you're going to send someone like an invite only code or whatever and that's not something you're used to doing should do a soft opening should do a soft opening matt all right so now we're, we're here this the doors are swinging open on black friday and everyone's rushing in is your team ready are you ready are you paying well, attention i'm ready you know like yeah are you but are I'm you ready i'm ready tell me why Tell me how. 
Um, are you saying got, you're ready or are you really ready? I've got a gallon of gasoline. To drive 200 miles with. Yes. You have a Tesla though. The, you drive yeah. a Tesla. So why do you even have <laughs> You're bringing it for me. I'm going to the moon. Call it the rocket ship. I, I thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, and you're going to cut down, do the math. Cause I'm not, it will drive your Tesla and I'll save that quarter of a gallon that I'm losing on the trip back and forth with the gallons. So I'm just going to call going to bring like 150 Smart. gallon drums for you. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think they probably transport hazardous or flammable <laughs> things like that, but we'll ask Ben, you never know. You never know. But so when we talk about, are you ready? Um, this is back to the, yeah, I, by the way, Matt, I, I really encourage a soft launch, even if it's fake, yeah, absolutely. even if it's not even real people like act, you need to experience it. Like put yourself in the buyer's seat and go test all of your stuff, like be the user. And like, we do that with our own software, all the different stuff we do all the time. Like we literally employ people at full scale that will do that for you all day, every day. And that's really important, but that's part of like that communications plan, like sale, like just who are we tracking sales? Do we need to track sales? Are we not able to make sales because we're not doing something? Presentations, website updates, maybe press releases. You gotta have all of that stuff ready. And if you don't yep. have it ready before the day of the launch, then you're just not prepared. Well, and so at Netro, we just launched a new version of Prefix. And uh, Prefix was a free tool that we had at, at Stackify. And we just launched a new version of it, a new paid version of it. And, you know, we did a soft launch, right? We told our existing customers and, and stuff like that, had them download it, get feedback from them, find out if they like it, they don't like it, will they pay for it? You know, all that kind of stuff, working out the bugs, working out the kinks before we spend a bunch of money on advertising or, you know, emailing our 100,000 people in our email database, right? It's like doing that soft launch, working out the kinks, um, because if one person has a problem with something, you know, we want to, we want to solve that before we get like a hundred customers complaining about the same problem later. So it's, it's good to kind of crawl, walk, run a little bit, um, when you're launching a new software product, unless you're lucky and you launch your product and it works absolutely perfectly the first time. And if that's the case, you are, a which might've been the first time that that happened in the history of software. you are a purple squirrel. It's an interesting visual. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it, it, all right. We talk about the launch and I've had, I've talked to people before and they're like, yeah, I just don't know if I really want to release it. I'm like, release a beta, do a software. Yeah. That's a whole nother like, problem. They're like, it's, I don't know if we want to do the launch. No one, know, no one even knows you exist yeah. yet. Th like, that's, another, so, that's a really big so problem easy. actually we need to talk about because people like me who are software developers, we're perfectly content to like hide in our mom's basement and write code all day. And we don't actually care about telling anybody about what we built or selling it. We just want to keep writing code. Like we're just like the crazy mad scientist in the lab. And at some point in time, you got to ship something. <laughs> and, and that's a problem. And I guarantee there's people listening to this podcast right now. They're like, oh yeah, that's me. That you need to build an MVP. You need to package it up, have a deadline and sell some shit, ship something, right? Like yep. that's a whole nother set of problems. No, I agree. And then you have people like me that are also going to be like, hey, can we hurry the fuck up and launch this? Because I need to sell something. That's not always a good thing, though, because don't don't push yourself. Are, and look, Wait a second. Are you are you ready as a somewhat binary answer? It's a yes or a no. It's a zero or a one. Are you that sales guy that promises everything and then the engineering team has to make nope. all the shit up 
on the fly because the product doesn't really do it? No, no, not, not at all. But I'm no, but I'm the guy that's like, I don't give a shit about how elegant your code is. Does it work? I'm that guy. Okay. Yeah, because it Cause works. As developers, it we don't like those salespeople yeah. that make shit up. No, no, I've, 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 you wouldn't do I've that. Learned, I might have like ten years ago, <laughs> and not, and that's until I learned like the that really didn't work out well for me no. in any regard. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, I you know trying to pivot on the day of your launch isn't isn't a good approach, and that's. <laughs> Well, I was thinking about something, you know, Matt, so I'm, I'm here today and the new startup hustle studio and full scale office in downtown Kansas city, Kansas. And I was driving to work today and I was thinking about something and I was thinking, cause I had recently told someone, no, just like in general. And I was, I was actually talking to, uh, our fellow co-host Andrew Morgan's last night for quite a while. And I was giving some of him advice and I said, Andrew, I think the best thing I've learned as a business owner is how to say no, right? Like turning stuff down. And so when you launch, you got to hold steady for a little bit. That's not the day you pivot and it's not the day you change your offering and a lot of other stuff. So we've talked about this in the past. It's really easy to get stars in your eyes and be like, Ooh, Ooh, shiny things. Let me chase them. Let me chase them. Let me chase them. And next thing you know, you're not, you're not any good at it. Now, Matt, I'm getting old. You're over, you're over the hill now too, buddy. So, you know, with some of that, I'm really like, I know you're, you've been better at this in the past than I am, but I'm all about, Hey man, I want to be good at it. Like a couple things, not try to be good at 500 of them. So figure out what you're going to be good at. And the day of your launch is not the day to decide to change your entire business strategy. Although the day after might be something you talk about. Well, and, and, but it's also one of your strengths, right? Like if I'm buying a, a product from somebody and and then I have the opportunity like, oh, there's this, this company is building some SEO tool that's a startup and they just launched the product. I'm like, oh yeah, this is awesome. But I really wish it had these three features. And, you know, they might be really nimble and agile and, and they can, you know, add those features, right? And they need that feedback as well, right? Like that's where they're trying to yep. figure out what, what is the minimum viable product. And it's like, well, they thought they needed this, but, you know, I'm telling them like, oh, you need to add this and this. And then I would buy the shit out of this thing. I am that salesperson. Yeah. And and I've evolved into that person in a in a very, very effective way because I listen for the echo. And you should be doing that at the launch because you're gonna find out very quickly what people have to say about it. I mean, well, I even just made a comment to you earlier. So recently um, I've had some feedback about Gigabook and the notifications and reminders and that we could do a better job of pushing them or make getting them on your Google calendar. Now, I can't yeah. just put something on your Google calendar, but I can make it easier. And and literally a couple days later, boom, there it was. And that's so some of those things are easy and fast to roll out, but completely changing your product offering and your platform yeah. might not be. Another thing, too, is if you're and now here's the thing, that's a, a a sophisticated platform that's stable and we've learned, we know how to work it. If you're on launch day, maybe not so much. But the, so. but the key here is, is getting feedback from customers yes. and, you know, listening for the echo, you know, you don't want to chase every shiny object that comes at you from the customer things. Right. But you want to look for the patterns like, okay, we've had 20 people try the product over the first couple of weeks. Most of them all say it really needs this thing or this integration or whatever it is. So, um, 
you know, it's, it's, you're looking for that feedback, right? And, and yep. you've got to be willing to accept the feedback as well. Some people are going to think they, their baby got kicked and they're not going to like it either. Um, so get you gotta, be, you gotta be yeah, open-minded. And yeah, thank you gotta the be people for the feedback. When they oh, come absolutely. to tell you your baby's ugly on launch day, thank them and tell them you want to have, you're so thankful and you want to get it right that you're going to actually have another baby just to show them you can make one that's not ugly. <laughs> um, now, speaking of patterns, Matt, we should take a moment and recognize today's episode sponsor. It's ChatDesk. Many businesses receive a high volume of calls over the holidays. ChatDesk helps companies reduce calls by over 10% by deflecting calls to messaging and self-service. And their client list includes Vera Bradley, BarkBox, Thinks, and many more. For a limited time, you can use ChatDesk for free. Learn more at chatdesk.com forward slash shift. Just go to the link in the show notes. It's easier to go down there and click it. Now, you know, back to the software launch for stuff. Um, one of the things that's hard when it comes to support is if you aren't, well, that's your support team's rookies at that point. They might think they have experience, but you haven't really had the experience yet. Um, how do you prepare to receive that kind of stuff or like handle it? Do you just kind of let it come in and let people know that you'll get back to them and assess it? Or do you immediately start throwing tape on stuff? I think you just thank everybody for their, uh, their comments, right? And somebody on the team has, has got to review all of them. That's the product owner or, you know, management team or whatever and figure out, okay, what are we going to, what do we do with all this? Okay. Now let's, let's go to the, the, the far side of the rocket launch pad here. You might, if you're, if you're a founder or you're going to end up in a situation where you're really, really, really venture backed, you know, you get 15, 20, hundred, however many millions of dollars coming in, you might need to have a good launch day. It, it might be pretty crappy and you might be more like a launch week, but in yeah. order to do that, you'll see a lot of sales managers and organizations really incentivize users or salespeople or both to get in there and, and sign up. And some of that is, well, you talk about, okay, so we were talking about clubhouse earlier. Do you know that clubhouse has dropped off 90 to 95% of their usership since oh, a lot wow. of hype created? Yeah. Like they were like, they were like unicorn, not unicorn. And so some of that though, cause they had all the hype, they had the momentum and then people were kind of like, and then really what happened was honestly, and we, and by the way, we saw a dip in, in the first quarter of this year, we saw much lower download numbers because people were messing around on clubhouse. And then all of a sudden it came back, it came back even stronger. That and a lot sense. of that was, so that was more of like a group interaction thing, but the pandemic lifted a little bit and people got a little more of that in person. They're like, you know what? I don't need that all the time, every time. And yeah, so some of that, you know, you don't want to be, you can be on either sides of that. So if you're going to have, if you have a successful launch, you want to capitalize on that momentum. You don't want to, you know, fall off the graph. And at the same time, if you really are really counting on it, then you need to throw a lot of, you know, do whatever you can to make sales. Well, and the key is being realistic and having goals around your launch, right? Um, you know, Microsoft released Windows 11 this week. How many people do they think we're going to download it that day, right? And they're Microsoft and they've got a giant megaphone and everybody knows that Windows 11 is coming out. 
versus you are a little startup and nobody even knows you exist. Um, you know, your expectations are going to be a lot lower. And then in the middle, you've got companies like Netrio, right? We just launched a new product, right? And it's like, hey, we've got a database and we have a marketing team and, and we've got existing customers and, and we can drum up a little excitement about it. Um, but for most of you who are launching a new product, nobody knows you exist. So it's it's a harder, much harder thing to get a lot of excitement about. And you're not going to have this mad rush on the first day. But something else we should mention is there are some platforms and tools to help this, right? Like you have things like Kickstarter or you have things like Product Hunt. Um, there, there are some different sites like that now that have that have launched that are kind of designed to help stage your, your product and kind of get it in front of people, which is cool. So while it's not a software product, I learned I launched a couple things in the last few years that I learned a hell of a lot from from trial one to trial two. So a few years ago, I published two books uh, within a few months of each other. The first book that came out, Balance Me, um, I asked a whole bunch of people to try to help me just make a social media post, any of it, say something about it. Um, and I didn't think that out enough in advance, and I didn't make it easy enough for people to help me promote. And I had a lot of people, I'd be like, hey, do you mind saying something, making, making the, saying something about my book on Facebook? And it blew my mind how many people were like, okay. Uh, what do you want me to say? I'm like something, anything. And, you know, I, and the, and this is, this is when I really began my, my cultural awakening to the fact that if you want people to help you, you need to make it easy for people to help you. So when million dollar bedroom came out a few months later, I had already I realized what I had done wrong. So I had created everything like uh, I, you know, easily postable images, links, all of it, and even a few different things. So I was, I sent like all my, my, my little angel network of people. I sent them, I said, Hey, I, I've got my book million dollar bedroom comes out today. I would really love your support. And it can, your support can be as easy as maybe saying something about it on Facebook. And if you're willing to do that, here's a few things that you could even say, Hey, my friend, Matt wrote a book and it's called million dollar bedroom. It's about being an entrepreneur, check it out. And then I gave them pre-made images that they could post all of it. Like it was all right there. All they had to basically do is like, even down to like all the copy, all of it. And that was being prepared. Now, dude, the, that launch went five times better than the prior one. Cause I got a ton of people that everyone, everyone posted. I, I don't even know who, who didn't because I made it that easy to, for people to help me. Now the same thing goes with your friends, your clients, your investors, everyone don't just assume that people give a shit. So Matt, you mentioned Microsoft's giant megaphone. Do you know how I found out about the windows 11 launch for me? Correct. Correct. So that network effect, I was excited. I had to tell somebody. And then I yeah, posted but, about it on Facebook after I downloaded it. But that's the, but the point is, is, is don't assume that anyone's paying attention to what you're, that's Microsoft. I didn't even know that. I didn't even care. Yeah. I don't even use, I, that barely, network I don't effect even helps. use Windows. But, but that, but that's part of it though. But the thing is, is like, you know, so in that case, you were excited about it, but if Microsoft was sent you an email and they're like, Hey, uh, we launched our product in a week. Uh, do you mind saying something? 
I mean, maybe some people would do it, but yeah. with that, so with the, my book launch stuff, I, I was didn't a fanboy. I, I, I didn't I knew even ask happening. people until the, I didn't even ask people until it had come out that morning. It was like yeah. that same day. And I spent my whole morning reaching out and telling people, cause that's another thing too. If you want pe people to help you create hype and help your launch, don't assume that they're going to, they're going to remember to do it. It's like, and, and also some of the, some of the things, the window for creating hype for anything has shortened and shortened and shortened, like to the point that like, you don't, it's not like you're promoting shit like six weeks ahead of time. It's like maybe like six days or six hours, you know, cause it, a lot of that, if you're not driving someone to the actual, uh, uh, goal or whatever you're trying to convert them into, uh, they're going to just bounce. So, you know, so I've seen a lot of people try some weird stuff and fail. And, and you also mentioned things about, uh, so you talk about doing some kind of launch. Uh, there was a, I can't even remember it cause I don't even use it anymore. There was a video uh, editing platform that went to like relaunch their own platform. And with that, they changed their pricing so much that everyone just quit. And like, I, I mean, I canceled my account the day that I saw their new stuff, their new pricing, all of it. And it was really interesting because about two months later, I literally, literally got an email from them. It was titled, we really messed up. Yeah. And it was, and it was them going back and that was, and, and really what that was, it was a terrible job of preparing to launch something because they hadn't tested it. They clearly hadn't gotten any feedback and they like, I mean, they, I don't even know if they're around anymore. Well, and you bring up a good point. Um, and that's pricing, right? One of the things you're trying to learn when you launch your product as kind of the soft launch and then the final release is, is pricing, right? Is knowing yep. are people going to buy it or not going to buy it? Am, am I priced the right way? And then if it's more of a consumer-based thing, the big thing you're probably trying to measure is engagement, right? Like how many, how long do they use the app? How many minutes? How many page views? All that kind of stuff. Um, and you want to be able to measure those things, right? And And I think that's part of the point here too is, when you do launch that stuff, you need to have, you know, Google analytics and conversion tracking and things like that to know how many people saw my product, how many of them downloaded, what's my conversion rate. And then, and then the big thing is the pricing, right? Is knowing in my price too high or too low. Is that, is that good or bad? And you, and, and your sales team needs to know all of that too. Then they need yep. to understand, like, do not send your sales team into battle without them knowing what kind of, armor, ammo, and, and orders that they have. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's cause that's just going to create more confusion and bullshit. All right. So here's another thing, and this is important. And, you know, as we kind of head to the end of the show, and th this is a good one, Matt, so hang out. But once again, today's episode of startup hustle is brought to you by chat desk. They help you reduce the number of phone calls coming into your business by over 10% by shifting calls over to Facebook messenger and other channels. You get started in just a few minutes and the service is free for a limited time. Check it out, chatdesk.com forward slash shift. Go to the link in the show notes. It's the easiest way to go to it. All right, so here's the big thing, Matt, and this is where I see a lot of people mess this up too. When's the best time to do your launch? Timing can often be everything, when, where, and how. You know, it's with products, sometimes that's pretty easy pretty easy to come. You don't, you don't launch your new line of Halloween costumes on November 15th. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. No. Right. Now, some of it though, as well with other stuff is like, there are seasons.
emotional things. You have to sit back. And so, so I learned a lot about this when I wrote my third book about the music industry with Joel Cummins of Humphreys McGee, and they are like super scientific. So if they go to book a show in a town, they want to know, like, are there other events there? Uh, is school in session if it's a college town? Like, what are what am I competing with? Right. Right. So like, for example, one of the things is, is like, so when they go and play a show in, in the South, like an SEC football territory, they want to know that there is not SEC football on TV while their show's going. Cause that'll literally, some people will be like, yeah, I got to watch, I got to watch roll tide, you know? So some of that is you got to know what you're competing with, what you're up next to, cause people's of focus, energy, and attention is sometimes on a lot of different things. Now, um, you know, I, I remember uh, when we were talking about launching uh, Startup Hustle TV, I actually delayed it a couple weeks because so much was going on with the, the capital riots and a lot of other stuff. And I just didn't want to compete with that. I wanted that shit to settle down. And, you know, that's all. And I think you can kind of tell, you can kind of lick your finger and put it up in the air and see which way the wind's blowing. And some of this is also like what day of the week? Yeah. Like if, if you're launching an enterprise product, that's office worthy and stuff like that, like you don't do it at seven o'clock on a Saturday night. Yeah. Or probably not even on a Friday or a Monday. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's some of it. So you think about when do you do it? Like Monday morning, when people first come in the office, so many people's existence is, well, A, just trying to wipe the sleep out of their eyes from the weekend, catch up with all the emails or maybe put out the fires or possible fires. So like Tuesday is a better day for that. Don't send your, don't do your, e your launch uh, for an enterprise software product at, 4 p at 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. on a Friday or 6 p.m. What about time yep. zones? Some of that, like we deal with that at full scale. Are, are the clocks 14 hours, at 13, 14 hours ahead of us, depending on the time of the year? We're living in the past. We are. You know, I tried to use that for sports betting, but it doesn't work. <laughs> so even though they're 14 hours in advance, they don't know, they don't know who won Monday Night Football at 7 a.m. our time. See if you can solve that. I'm not gonna. Yeah, that caught. That was that was an expensive mistake. <laughs> Speaking of which, the company's going out of business because of that. But I thought we were gonna double our revenue. I think that Matt's looking at me. He's like, "Wait a minute, are you serious?" No, but you know, some of that is 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 leads to the point of you know, don't gamble with some of this stuff. Like, make informed decisions, figure it out, think it out. Just know what you're. I'm not saying be afraid of all competition or things that may draw attention. At the same time, just know what you're going up against. Like, it's like the Super Bowl is like the most televised event ever. It might not be the right time for you to do your product launch unless you're buying a Super Bowl ad. Then it might be the right time. So, <laughs> all right. So, as we round out part 35 of this series, Matt, I mean, what are the things that stand out? Like, what are some lessons you've learned or like any of it? Launching software is hard, right? And depending on the type of software you have and the customer and all that we, we talked about, um, it's very different. And this reminds me of one of my uh, favorite um, software development memes. And you've probably seen this one. I'm going I'm to hold it up. Remember this one? Fuck it, ship it. At some point in time, baby, <laughs> that's what you got to do. Yep. <laughs> you say, fuck it, we got to ship this thing. 
Jump and, and then build wings, yeah, as I like to say. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. And um, at some point in time, you just got to go. And uh, you, you're just going to learn from, from what happens and be ready for the feedback and be able to rapidly make changes. And, and really, this is more of kind of the first MVP soft launch, right? And in this perspective of like, okay, we, we think we built something that works. Let's get it out there. Let's get feedback. Um, you can shape, you can and shape your language. Yeah, you can shape your language uh, in your launch. Like people are people. Like they understand. Like all of us had a first day at, at a new school or something. You yeah. Know? And, and people and, are and excited to help usually. Have They're fun like, oh, this it. is cool. Right. You built something right. new. Right. I'll give you an example. So we kind of did the soft launch with Startup Hustle TV this spring. Yeah. We weren't in our office. We didn't. So, but we, we paused, we, we reviewed everything. We have an, a, the 2.0 version coming soon. That's going to be a lot different. We got feedback, but with that, like some of the posts are like, Hey, new videos coming soon, whether you want them or not. You know, and some of that's just the language around it. And, and with, and with that on a soft launch, like once again, people are people, you could put a note and say, Hey, today's our first day in class. We promise we're going to be good students, but we might still be figuring some stuff out today or whatever. And, yeah. And know? a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, we're cool. Like, okay, it's a beta. I get it. It's cool. But they like new things. Might like, they like to try you. new things. That might even help you. Yeah. yeah. Like, Hey, you know, we're, we're, we're committed to getting this figured out. So tell us what we need to know because we're, we're new here or something. I don't know, but make your language personable. And we've talked, we were talking about that at, at our uh, marketing meeting this week, it, why it's important for your business to have a voice and it, because that's easier to be heard. Like, and most people are just reasonable, you know, you're like, uh, so I think the the key, some of the keys that I've come up with here, and we've talked about, maybe you don't know how to support your stuff, go to chatdesk.com. They can help with that. But with that, the one thing you don't want to mess up on is general communication. So if you're disappointing or letting people down for any reason, they're usually understanding as long as you tell them that you're working on fixing it. But if you take four days to reply to a simple email about something being broken, they've already moved on. They're already yeah. doing something different. So, yep. but, but you can keep a lot of people at bay and not pissed off and happy about all of it and excited if you communicate. And that doesn't mean just one, like, Hey, we got your submission. We'll get back to you soon. That means like, uh, I know you sent this in 12 hours ago. I'm still working on this. I'm getting, I'm getting it figured out. And that involves me. I, I want to be able to come back to you with a solution. So thank you for your patience. Just be gracious. Be like Matt said at the beginning of the show, be happy. Anyone's paying attention to anything you're doing. And, and you know what, with that, thank you to everyone out there that listens to this show, including the guy that sent me an email yesterday. You want to reach out? You want to, do you want to send me a message? Deco, D-E-C-O at fullscale.io. You can email Watson, Watson at fullscale.io. We love to hear from you, but had a, had a, a listener. Uh, so you talk about being gracious. So why do some of you start at episode one? That is the worst of all of them. <laughs> Right. Like I'm, I think I'm going to put a recording at the beginning of it. That's kind of like what I just mentioned. That's like, Hey, so you're the person that's started at episode one. Thank you. But also please know we get better. So this guy had been binge listening and he was on episode 100 and he was really enjoying the show, but I replied and I said, thank you for paying attention. And I promise we get a lot better. So, so, so hang in there. 
you know, and, and some of that, but that's, that's understandable. And for those of you that left a fucking one star review after only listening to episode one, <laughs> I don't, I don't want you as a listener. So go do something else. Uh, we do. And in conclusion, <laughs> we do have a money back guarantee on the show though. If you don't like it, we will give you your money back. I haven't had to do that yet. And I don't think I will, Matt, I'll see you next week for episode 36. See ya. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. Like we do it.